Why would she get cut? Because she thinks she's not cool enough. I don't think she's cool enough, but here we are. All right, let's do it. <laughs> People are going to hate this episode. <laughs> I hate this episode already. <laughs> You're gonna have to explain to people why I'm playing this. I've had some really good songs. Yeah. No more R. Kelly on this show. This is R. Kelly. No. <laughs> this is Rio Kelly. This is the R&B king of my heart. <laughs> Johnny Blue is the new R&B king. If you don't get this song, it's going to be a long episode for you. Oh, I've never heard past the chorus. This is trash. Yeah, really, only the chorus slaps, and after that, it's pretty bad. Come on, Johnny, bring it back around. No. No. Johnny, I just hyped you. Save it, John. I'm kind of in my feelings now. It's getting a little soft. Ooh, here comes the bridge. I, I see where he's taking us with this. She's about to get pushed in the fountain by her prince. This is released New Year's 2004. We're coming up, coming up on 15 years. Big John. year. Big anniversary. Oh, whoa, English? <laughs> Johnny, you do it all. Where was this in Crazy Rich Asians? I don't know. It's kind of like my dinner, though, you know? No. I had a little sushi, had a little Miller Lite. You know, a little American, a little Asian. Okay. sounds good and I enjoy it. I played that album all the way to DC and all the way back. Multiple times. <laughs> Multiple times. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast about nothing. As always, I'm your host, Casey Bannon. Um, before I introduce my co-host who picked that horrid song, uh, uh, who has... Lots of tea. She's keeping the tea on her today. Mm -hmm. um, who is one of the more highly requested guests of the podcast. Let me start with some a few house cleaning items. Clean it. One, it's been a month since I've been on. Since we've been on. Um, that is no fault but Casey's. So Casey apologizes to everybody out there. Um, this intends to be a weekly podcast. Let me just say that I had n no opinions for the last month. None? I had an opinion on nothing. My and... text with you would suggest otherwise. Okay. Okay. Uh, I had, until this week, I didn't feel strongly about anything. Okay. And I was wrapped up. Sure. Okay. Um, I had schoolwork, everything. I'm, it is going to be coming weekly. We have some really great stuff lined up for you, like today. Starting with that fire intro track. Am Starting I right, ladies and gents? Um, Give it up. This is episode 14. So we're hitting our stride now. Wow. Yeah. Who knew? I'm feeling myself. Um, and so that brings me to my next point, which is, is mom outside? I just heard her shushing <laughs> the dog. shushing the dog? How, could, how did we pick that up? Jeez. Oh, Tracy. She just wants in on this. Riley. Riley Bannon is joining me today all show. Wow. How are you? I'm so good. Uh, it is it is just a dream to be here, truly. Is it? Yes. I mean, I think 
hearing that the people requested me, I hope I'm giving them what they want. I mean, no Me Too artist will be played. We're, we're going to have a sober show because Tracy oh cut me God. off from the Cabernet last night. And I think it's just going to be great. And we're not going to talk about space anymore. Space is canceled. Okay, so Riley doesn't want to talk about space anymore because she faints when people talk about space. I don't faint. We're, we'll get into why she won't talk about space later. Um, oh, I want to thank everyone that is subscribed, first of all. Yes, we iTunes love you. and Spotify. I haven't done that. I people do that, that are subscribing, people that are rating, we appreciate you. If you're, uh, if you're, if you're, you know, uh, a frequent listener, thank you. If you're just joining us, if this is your first time listening. This is going to be a tough one to. Yeah, don't judge the show based on me. I apologize. No, this is. I don't. I think you'll be great, but this is just um, going to be a tough one. Yeah. So Riley can't talk about space. Nope. She has a list of topics to get to. We're going to oh, be joined. Do I? We're going to be joined in a little bit by a Hollywood insider mm-hmm. that we're very, very keen on talking to. We are going to um, talk about the Me Too movement in 2019. Mm-hmm. Give you a list of people to keep your eye on. Keep your kids close. To, uh, when you're around them, yes. Um, I don't know why you'd be around them. You must be yeah, uh, pretty, pretty highfalutin. But. That's true. That's true. If you see them out in public, though, um, we're yeah. going to don't give take you... them to their movies. <laughs> don't, don't, don't follow them on Twitter. We're basically throwing out the criminal justice system, and we're just going to cut right to the shits. Okay. Yeah. We're going to give you a list of people that that are guilty without being tried yet. I don't trust the criminal justice system, so I'm appointing myself the new RBG. Thank you. You you've been listening to way. You're watching way too many crime docs. That's true. I'm sick. To trust the criminal justice system. Um, but let me begin. Let's begin elsewhere. Okay. Okay. Um, yesterday was a hard day for me, Riley. Um, yesterday, why, why is that? Hard workout in the gym, it seemed like. Lots of grunting. Well, today, yesterday was leg day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Everyone heard in the neighborhood. First time in 23 <laughs> years. <laughs> I see a quad today. <laughs> Just one. Um, yesterday was hard. Uh, if you if you weren't paying attention, uh, Josh Gordon announced he is stepping away from mm. football again. Josh Gordon, wide receiver from the New England Patriots, is stepping away from football, uh, in his words, to focus on his mental health, right? Correct. Um, an hour or so later, mm-hmm. he was suspended indefinitely by the league. Mm-hmm. Um, let me make this very clear. He was suspended by the league for a violation of the Substance Abuse Act policy. Right. He was not suspended f- uh, for a failed drug test. Right. That was not reported. But we don't know if maybe he didn't take a drug it, test. If he if he skipped the test, it's, right. it's the same thing as failing the test. Oh, okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not here to get into what did Josh Gordon do? Mm-hmm. What did Josh Gordon not do? Is Josh Gordon uh, on drugs again? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, who are we to say? This is, the, this is the fifth time that this has happened, right? That he's been suspended. Mm-hmm. He has been suspended. Um. Yesterday was hard for me because I, I have, if you've been listening to the show, I've talked a lot about receipts mm-hmm. and yes. the importance of receipts in life. Yes. Because a lot of people are a phony out here. 
Yeah. And also, you don't know if maybe you'll be accused from a crime and you could use that as an alibi if you say, well, I was at the Home Depot buying plywood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see where you were taking us there. Um, <laughs> sure. Receipts are important, yes. though, in, in a lot of aspects Keep your receipts. of life. Right. Um, but be wary of where you stand on something like this. Because what I saw a lot of yesterday, mm. Riley's off Twitter, by the way. So a lot of the stuff I say might go overhead, so I might have to explain it to Yeah, her. give okay. me give me all the tea. Everybody with a blue check mark next to their name that reports on football. Mm. Adam Schefter, Mark Daniels. Um, I don't really know a lot of these people. I don't follow them. I just see when they get retweeted right. across my timeline. Um, I guess uh, who else is in that? Ian Rappaport. Mike Garoff, whatever the hell his name is. I heard a lot of this yesterday. I don't even care. I don't even care about football at this point. I just want Josh Gordon to be healthy and happy. What an easy thing to tweet. Don't even say nothing (laughs) to me, boy. You look like a motherfucking Where I'm going to tell you the difference between the reaction this time and the reaction the last four times. You have to keep in mind, Josh Gordon's a young man that mm-hmm. when he was kicked out of Baylor, um, he drove west until he ran out of vodka. That's how he decided where he was going to play, where he was going to transfer. Mm-hmm. This is a young man that was doing drugs 11, 12, 13, 14 years old, was already an addict. Okay, The last four times he was suspended... All I heard, kid, you're wasting. What a waste. What a waste. Put down the pills, Josh. Put down the lean, Josh. You can't, you you get all this money. You don't know how to act, Josh. Another young black man wasting his talent. Get on the field and get me fantasy points, Josh. You're ruining my team, Josh. So do you think that change in attitude is? Fifth time it happens. I don't even care about. I just care about Josh Gordon's <laughs> mental health. Shut the frick up. <laughs> you don't give a shit about Josh Gordon's mental health. You know why? Mike Garoff, whatever his name is, Adam Schefter, all these guys put that tweet out? Because Josh Gordon put a statement out one hour before he got suspended. You think that's why? Absolutely. Absolutely. What a stupid question. Oh, ouch. <laughs> I was just waiting to get that one off. Well, Josh when was Gordon the last time he was suspended? Uh, when was time number four? He just got reinstated this year. Because I feel like there's been a big shift in the way that athletes are being more transparent about uh, here's mental what I'm health here's and, what I'm saying. and addiction and things like that. Here's what I'm saying. Josh Gordon has been sick since he was 11 years old. No, no doubt. Josh Gordon has been an addict since he was 11 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay? And people have been treating him as a football player. Mm-hmm. Now, when Josh Gordon comes out and says, and Josh Gordon has come out and said earlier this year, I'm not coming back to Brown's training camp. I'm working on myself. And people were skeptical. People didn't come out with a rush of of, of, of of support. People said, 
You don't know what he's doing out there. You don't know what he's doing on his own. He needs to be with the Browns. The Browns were skeptical. He came in in great shape. He's always been in great shape, okay? Did Josh Gordon maybe smoke a blunt in his New England apartment? Maybe. Is he is he a bad alcoholic? Yes, and and hopefully that's not the case. Do we know any of this? What happened? No, okay? Your initial reaction should have been the whole time, I don't care about football with Josh Gordon, okay? But now because Josh Gordon on his terms says, hey, I'm a step away, and, and slick move by Josh too, okay? Slick move. An hour before saying, Hey, I'm just I'm just not right. I'm going to go away. You're phony. All of you are phony. All of you are nasty too. Why do I give a shit about what you think on Twitter about about I just hope Josh Gordon I don't care what do you what do you get out of that? Do you think Josh Gordon searching his name saying, "Wow, these NFL reporters really care about me. <laughs> I really got to get back on the field for them. I really got to do it for them." <laughs> Y'all shut up. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah, it's kind of like what you were talking about a while ago with with Mac Miller with Mac and just Miller. everyone needs to get in on the conversation. Like, you're a reporter. I don't understand why you're trying to just, like, make an empty statement. It doesn't really make any sense. It's not it your job. It doesn't. It's not your job. And and I think it's a lesson that I can learn. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't feel like talking about this stuff on Twitter. I don't feel like talking. And actually, I don't feel like talking about. This is a different topic we can get into. I don't feel like talking about football on Twitter at all. Because guess what? I don't know what the hell's going on in football. I don't know what I'm watching. And guess what? Let right. me let me take you behind the curtains in the media world. As someone who's met with these people, has sat in the same rooms with them, mm-hmm. they don't know what the hell they're talking about. There's men that can't even do a sit-up that are telling you, I just hope Josh Gordon... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care about routes right now. Man, sh- <laughs> I'm frustrated. I am so angry. I have been stewing for a day. Um... Yeah, I lost my train of thought, but I just, I don't understand. This is the fifth time. It takes you guys five times to realize well, I just that this is bigger than football. That, so the last four times he was just immature. Now he's sick. He's been sick. He's been sick. No, he has. And I think, though, that the more that reporters get into Twitter, the more they feel pressured to go with the popular statement or what they think is gonna go over the best with their followers and i think at this point in time most people are willing to recognize that addiction is a mental illness and a problem so if they're gonna tweet that he should he's it's his problem and he's immature and he needs to get back on the field like they're gonna get tore up but if they're gonna say oh i don't care about football i care about josh gordon then all the people are gonna retweet it and all they're in it is for clicks yeah Twitter's ruining reporting. Wow. I guess the Browns knew something. Looks like the Browns won the trade now. Oh, yeah, because Hugh Jackson had a crystal ball the whole time. Man, sh- <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are so stupid. Shut your fucking mouth. Do you have a sound of Hugh Jackson saying Baker Mayfield's name? Job Baker. <laughs> 
that's my favorite. That's my, that's what I listen to when I fall asleep. That's your guy, Bake? Job Bake. Hey, Bake. Yeah, Bake. Bake. Good bag. I don't know why he turns into a Cracker Barrel waiter when he sees Baker. That's not how he sounds. Somebody made a good point um, a couple weeks ago that Hugh Jackson just doesn't have eyebrows. <laughs> He's just got a head. <laughs> He's got a head, two eyes, a nose and a mouth. And maybe ears. We're not sure. <laughs> can't speak he's on got, that he's got he's got cookie crisp ears <laughs> he got two little cookie crisps on the side of his head Huey. i feel bad for him he's a guy that fails up this is what we need to talk about next week if you get brought back on Ooh. people that fail up in life because Me? hugh jackson is rumored to maybe take the Bengals job the snake you can't see me because I forgot this is radio, but I'm making a shocked face that you might see on a meme. Yeah, Riley was all excited because she said, ooh, this is radio. I don't have to get cute. Let me just <laughs> She got the most the trash jammies on right now. <laughs> she feeling good. I'm wearing an XXL Henley. Let me go back to something you said a second ago. Okay. I don't think people understand your background. I don't think people get you. Me? You said you, people don't understand how addiction works in the brain. Josh Gordon is a cerebral young man. Josh Gordon is a self-aware young man. Mm -hmm. You could tell the way he, uh, everybody said it, the way he learns the playbook. You saw it on Hard Knocks. He came in and said, y'all ain't changed a damn thing in this offense. Mm -hmm. When Bill gets on the podium, and I don't take a lot of stock in what coaches say, but when Bill gets on the podium and says, hey, that kid picks our stuff up quick, they've had a lot of veterans, a lot of Hall of Famers that Bill has seeked out that thought they would raise the IQ of the locker room that couldn't pick up the stuff. Mm-hmm. Couldn't pick it up. And he said, a weekend, that kid can pick up the stuff. Julian Edelman said, that kid is sharp. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that goes beyond football. That's that's cerebral. Riley, this is Riley. Hello. Say hi. Hi. 18 minutes in. <laughs> this is what Riley does for a living. I don't really make a living yet, but she does this for free. <laughs> Riley just left Washington. Do they call it Washington or WashU? It's Washington University. Washington in University Louis. in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. You're headed back to Northeastern University in Boston. Correct. What is your area of research? So I am a senior behavioral neuroscience major at Northeastern University. And I'm particularly interested in neurodegeneration. I've done a lot of work on Alzheimer's disease and a little bit on Parkinson's and ALS. So that is what I do. Oh, thank you. Too kind. You put your real, (laughs) you put your cute voice on. (laughs) She put her making a pitch to the board voice on. Yes, my elevator pitch. So why would that correlate to your understanding of addiction. How does that correlate? So in the past, I think, 10 years, the public has really gotten to see a lot of the work that's been done in neuroscience regarding addiction um, and coming to understand that it's a neurochemical mental illness, um, just like many other things that um, people have long considered to be mental illnesses, such as schizophrenia, bipolar, um, so basically you have a reward circuit in the brain that naturally things like food or, um, exercise, um, or 
relationships can can trigger releasing dopamine makes you happy um but when you're in a state of addiction when you have uh, drugs alcohol gambling other things then you might um is there a wind tunnel going on i don't know uh not sure um when you have that then your your natural reward pathway essentially gets hijacked um and that's what we're seeing with josh gordon and i think that's part of the reason why we're seeing uh increased increased understanding on the part of the public um so that's kind of where i was coming from on that front uh interestingly even um in some cases where it's a genetic inheritance of a predisposition towards addiction you can see brain scans of children at birth and their brain pathways are are firing like that of a a full-grown addict so you can see it young yeah at like right after birth so am i being too insensitive when i tell these people that they should have known this the first second third maybe not the first maybe not the second slip up in josh gordon's life because we didn't start calling johnny manzel an addict um Am I being insensitive in trying to hold these people accountable? Or as people in position with blue check marks and reporters of news who also feel entitled to give their opinion on life and criticize athletes, should they have known? Or is, or is everyone coming into this at the you know the end of this decade? I think it's, it's we're seeing people growing into it um and it's been a process but um i don't know i think if you're a a public figure you have a responsibility to be more aware and careful of what you're saying um and just like if someone was schizophrenic you wouldn't be saying that they need to get back out on the field then you shouldn't be saying that about someone with addiction Mm. wow that was a lot to unpack yeah. We should have that sort of sensitivity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, given the science. When, but as we recently learned, there's a lot of confusing information out there. Yes. Namely, some people in the Boston market that you work with. Let's call them out. But we'll talk about it. Tell the people what happened. Yeah, so... There was a book published called Brainwashed, The Bad Science Behind CTE and the Plot to Destroy Football. Um, do you want to introduce the, the co-author and then I'll talk about... Well, it, the book the is written side. by Merrill Hodge. People mm-hmm. remember Merrill Hodge is on ESPN with Ron Jaworski, former fullback uh, for the Steelers. Um, just to give you some insight, R- Merrill Hodge had to relearn <laughs> how to read write walk dress himself how does mm-hmm. everything brush his teeth in the morning because his brain was scrambled he also won a 1.45 million dollar lawsuit against the bears team doctor for not properly explaining the dangers of concussions to him and now he's writing this book about how cte's right read the, read me the title again uh Brainwashed, the bad science behind CTE and the plot to destroy football. So this is your alley. Yes. This is... this is. Well, deep. I'm not a TBI, a traumatic brain injury expert, but I'll do my best to explain why this is so false. So you have... You study neurodegeneration... Correct. 
of the brain. Mm-hmm. CTE is what in normal people language? So CTE is, um, it's called, a, it's a part of a, a group of disorders called tauopathies. So these are disorders in which you have um, this protein tau, which normally helps the cells in your brain stay stabilized, essentially. They misfold and they form these aggregates, so they clump up um, and they contribute to disease. And this CTE was originally called punch drunk disease um, because it was characterized in boxers back in the 1920s or 30s. And then um, you might have seen the movie Concussion. There was a doctor who uh, analyzed the brains of football players and... uh, Will Smith? Yes, Will Smith. Dr. Will Smith, an American hero, um, he... He was able to characterize the pathology that he saw, and um, he called it chronic traumatic encephalopathy. (laughs) I can't say the word. It's really hard. But uh, who forged your transcripts? Yeah, I know. I'm a fraud. Um, Encephalopathy. There we go. Encephalopathy. And yeah, so BU is probably the top. Uh, university to research CTE. So it's Harvard, right? For for this. Well, that's confusing. Okay. For the yeah, people, because they're both in Boston. Right. Uh, it is the. It's the pinnacle of brain. Best of the best of research. For uh, for, for CTE, yeah. So you might have seen the articles about Aaron Hernandez's brain being analyzed after he died, um, and that was Dr. Ann McKee, total science goddess. Mm. Um, she gets all of the NFL players who donate their brains to science and she analyzes them um and she's at bu uh and they work with the veterans association um because they've seen cte a lot in veterans who have been exposed to um you know ieds and things of that nature and now this book by merrill hodge was co-written by a, a, a faculty member at bu named peter cummings so now we have the best researcher of CTE saying, yes, football causes CTE at BU. And then we have Peter Cummings, who is co-writing this book, saying, I don't think we know that. So he's claiming that, okay, CTE is definitely a thing, but we don't have enough evidence to show that football and tackles and hits are actually causing the CTE in these football players. But when you're attaching your name to a book with that title, mm-hmm. Brainwashed, Bad right. Science, people don't have to, people aren't going to read it. Your job as a doctor and a researcher is to say, you, why don't you just come out and say, hey, pump the brakes? Why do you have to go and do a book? Right. On, that's very da- that's very damaging, right? That's very damning. That's the equivalent of you know, you know, somebody who a, a doctor, a leading doctor in, you know, cancer research saying, "Hey, not sure smoking." Right. Not sure smoking's that bad for you because he is getting a cut. So Peter Cummings is not completely wrong. Like, the research that Anne McKee has done, there are certainly limitations that have been pointed out. She did a study that she analyzed 
I don't know, 30-something brained the former NFL players and found CTE in like all but one. Um, And of course, there's a limitation there because they were all players who chose to donate their brain. So you have a selection bias, right? You're probably not going to donate your brain if you think that nothing's wrong. So I can see his point there. But if he actually had a valid criticism, that's something he could have gone to her about. They work at the same school. It's something that he could have put in a well-established peer journal. Um, This is dangerous because for the people who are like diehard football fans and they're afraid that science is trying to take down the NFL, they're not going to read the book and try and understand the valid scientific criticisms if there are any i haven't read the book Mm. they're just going to see the title and believe that any science that's out there about cte is false right that's what i mean it's misleading yeah it's very Mm propagandy is there a way let me ask you this uh do you believe there's an accurate way right now to tell if somebody suffers from it while living or i know there i have met someone that has been diagnosed with it Mm -hmm. while living but an accurate way of Let's get NFL players in a room. Could you tell if that they are likely candidates? Right. So um, I think that's something that many people don't know. Even um, with Alzheimer's disease, a lot of these tauopathies, you have to wait until the person passes and Mm. then do an autopsy to confirm that they have the characteristic pathology to diagnose it. So there's been a huge push with CTE to try and develop biomarkers, so something in the blood or to look at um, brain scans and figure out a way to diagnose it. So it's hard because um, there can be overlapping disorders. Oftentimes, these individuals will also develop Parkinson's um, or um, another neurodegenerative disorder. Um, And then there's also the issue of with tauopathies, you're going to get degeneration in similar areas. So if you're just looking at a brain scan, it can be difficult to determine. I think there's such a a massive amount of funding that they are getting close. And I think I read this summer that um, there is a diagnostic test that people are pretty confident that they can diagnose um, while living. I'm just always kind of skeptical about the accuracy of those kinds of tests. So you're saying that my report about Danny Amendola is not Based in fact, and I'm a hypocrite. I mean, based on his behavior, I would have to agree. I think CT is the only legitimate excuse for cheating on Olivia. Okay. I'm uh, sorry. I just became well, Peter Cummings football, what, in that moment. But you're a football fan too. Yes. As I, so, Julian Edelman's hands have just gone to stone. This CT. Yeah. So, and, and I think a lot of people think, oh, you only. Concussions are the only things that contribute to CTE. Mm. But we're finding out now that it's all these sub-concussive blows. So anything, when you hit your head, it's not amounting to a concussion. But if you imagine hitting your head, hitting your head every play Mm. over a career, that's going to amount to so many concussions, essentially. So when I look at Julian Edelman, he's just going out there, hitting his head on all these plays, and then he gets up after the play, and he knocks helmets with another person. And I'm like... Julian, your brain's already ratatouille. Could you chill? Like I think that that goes under unre, underreported. Excuse me, headbutting with your teammates. That should be a penalty. I'm like, man, that's I, they might be. 
they might have brain damage just from the you know Tom Brady's been playing eighteen thousand years. He had buds mm-hmm. once a drive, multiple times a drive, and God forbid he scores a touchdown and the man's gonna, you know, play bloody knuckles with his face. It's like Giselle doesn't want him doing any headbutting. She doesn't. No. Who said? Uh, her views on him playing football at all. You know. Also, I'm sure his UG deal in the contract they don't want him headbutting you know he headbutts his kids i don't know that <laughs> that's uh a very interesting assertion i wonder why i just thought of this now i only associate i only diagnose white players with cte and that's not fair that's true that is true i only go after the gritty white guys Wow. I need to work on that in 2019. That's some good That's a blind spot I have. self-awareness. That's a blind spot I have. There's a couple. Uh, no, I can't give you any right now. Ray I can't Lewis. give you. I can't just get. Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis has something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it is. He said, I will never knee. I will never <laughs> kneel and disrespect the flag. On one knee, but I will <laughs> take both knees. Two knees for God. <laughs> for God. Get up, Ray. You have grass stains on your pants. <laughs> Not that stains on any clothes oh, have ever goodness. bothered Ray. Hello. <laughs> um. <laughs> Do you think we bored the people enough? With that yeah. Segment? All right. Yeah. Nerd stuff is gone. Well, hopefully, I'll get to talk about CRISPR later. Well, we'll see. I'd love to get back into brain stuff. It, people can people will let you know right away in the comments section whether they they vibe. I had a great time talking about that. Me too. Speaking of white and black, you had a question, very pressing question on yes on, on. listeners of the podcast about nothing. I need your help, okay? Because I've it's Christmas card season. I like to sit down, you know, with my mug of tea. Tracy has a big old sleigh full of Christmas cards. And I look through them. What's a mug of tea? A mug, like, full of tea. <sighs> just continue. I, okay. I just, whatever. Just you don't, okay. So I just, I look through them. I'm going to be honest. I've never seen a black family Christmas card. And I'm a little worried because I don't know. Like, is this something that black families don't do? Or do my parents just not have any black friends? What a stupid question that is. I need Donald Trump to stop harassing me. But I watch you a lot. You ask a lot of stupid questions. (laughs) That's Donald Mexico. It's not a stupid question. Do you you want to call somebody? You want to find out? Yeah, we need to find out. Or, Or text. I don't know. I need an answer. Let's call somebody. I, yeah. Like, we need diversity in our Christmas card set. Let's call. Let's call. Uh, let's call. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't think they're writing, like, the the summaries of their years if they're doing Christmas cards. Definitely not. No, they're not, like. It's a swagged out And pick. then Judy and I it's went, a really good went pick, golfing in South Carolina for the week. No. No. It's a really good pick, though, if they are doing it. Like, it's, it's professionally done. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Everyone's matching. The Great fit, outfits. The yeah. fit is fire. Okay, I'm excited for this. Let's see if, let's see if it picks up. See money. Andre, uh, 
This is Casey Bannon from the podcast about nothing. How are you? I'm good, man. What's going on? What's I, I have a question for you. Let's go. Do black families do Christmas cards? Do you pass Christmas cards? Do you send them from family, one family to With another? With family photos. Yeah, you got me fucked up. Absolutely <laughs> not. All right. Happy holidays, brother. Talk to you. Uh, <laughs> well, now we know our parents aren't racist, so I guess we have that. Damn. Thank you, Andre. I'm trying to think if I've ever seen a black Christmas card. I've seen mixed families. Do you think I need a second opinion? I will. No, that's good reporting. One's good enough. Yeah, we did our due diligence. I felt like that was pretty investigative. Yeah, thanks. He sounded pretty adamant. Like he would say, usually he would say, I don't, but, you know, you know there are, but there you know, are families that do. If they think Andre's wrong, comment. I forgot to ask him if. If black people sit down at Thanksgiving. Okay, well, we're in Christmas, so why know, don't you hold it's, that it's question until next November? It's just too late. It's too late. This is obvious, but Patriots offense is in trouble right now without Josh <laughs> Shut the frick up. Like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm back on that again. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Let it go. I'm done. All right, what else? What else do you want to talk about? Give me, give me a topic. Okay, so. Give me a topic from your list. This is something... That you and I have been talking about for a while. And mm-hmm. I think we need to let the fans know about our Me Too draft. Okay. So why don't you let the people know what it's all about? So in the same way, I guess, that you would have a fantasy football draft and pick a guy that you're expecting to have a breakout year. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're expecting Josh Gordon to stay clean, have a big year, have a monster season, stay on the field, right? Riley and I, we do things a little different. Don't we? We're going to trade. We switch it up. Um, Riley and I have been contemplating doing this Me Too pool. Yes. And what it would entail, the scoring system isn't perfect yet. Okay. Yeah. But neither in any walk of life is the scoring system perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lottery, PJ Tour, anything. NASCAR. We select people at the beginning of the year that we believe will be caught up in some sort of me too like scandal i hope i don't have to go into too much more detail if you don't know right what what are you doing right so riley has her five starting five i have my five Mm -hmm. we're gonna go with our draft riley has the first overall pick um and I guess after this, we're going to talk to some Hollywood people and we're going to get their thoughts mm-hmm. on our team. Now, what is the criteria? Give me criteria as to like what you were looking I, for. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now, you can do that after you announce your selection. Why, yeah. Why don't we give a little background? Like, we tell, we like, you and I go back and forth. We thinking. pick one yes. and then, like, why we yeah, chose we'll, them. We'll give you a thing. Okay. okay. So, great. So, Riley's going to go first. Okay. This is the Me Too 2019 pool. None of these people are guilty. I should say that now. Yeah, no, we're not accusing anyone. We're not accusing anybody. It's just, you know, some people do death pools. They predict who's going to die. They subtract from 100. The younger you are, the more points you get. I'm not saying that this is right. I'm not saying that this is politically correct. I'm not endorsing this. I'm just saying that whoever's on my list is getting caught up in 2019. (laughs) And they did that shit. We know you're nasty. <laughs> I, you did that shit. <laughs> and I don't want a trial. Nothing. 
just go away. Okay. And some of these, let me just say that this was a hard list for me to make because I love some of these people in here. Actually, no, my, I made fifteen first. Yeah, we had large. We could we could have a whole uh, a whole league probably. Uh, and yes, and and here's another thing, women. You're you, not safe. You you're not safe. You better watch out. And and a lot of you that I didn't mention on this, women, listen up. L- Y'all are nasty. Stop it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and you better hope to God that people don't ask for a top ten. I'm just giving you five. Meredith Vieira, I see you. <laughs> oh my God! You're not gonna do the Pride of Road. I don't like that. <laughs> All right, so just slap me across the face with your first pick. Just get it over with. Alex Trebek. Oh my God. Alex Trebek. How old is Alex Trebek? I don't know. Could he retire, please? Because I'm tired of him just like so you, sassing this everyone. Is, I gave you first overall pick in the world, and you swaggered in with Alex Trebek. Um, I don't know if he's like number one. He's just a personal favorite of mine that I've been waiting to be called out because I've had this premonition for a while. Probably Fa- before me favorite too. Favorite the right word? You just you've been scouting him for a while. I would say favorite. I think that's what I meant. <laughs> what is it about Alex Trebek that? You are so confident in that. I think it's his creepy, leery gaze of his contestants. The way he's on a power trip, you know, like they'll get a question wrong. And Alex Trebek would not know the answer under any circumstances, but he makes sure to give him the spice when he's telling them, oh, no, the answer was les incompetents, you know. And also there was that interesting incident in a hotel room where he chased someone out pantsless because they were trying to quote rob him you're not even telling the people he tore both achilles chasing the person oh i did not know that yes both his achilles snapped like alex (laughs) he's old holy shit if you're gonna invite a hooker over you might as well stretch i mean geez yeah (laughs) so he's nasty yes Uh, also he announced his retirement right so he announces his retirement this year Mm mm-hmm it was coming in what? Not soon enough. It was coming at the end of next year, right? It was supposed to come at the end of 2019 he was going to retire? I might have that wrong. However, he took that back and signed an extension, right? For a couple more years. Great. That, to me, says... Settlement. Alex Trebek had some shit coming down the pipe. And that NDA locked it all up. Mm-hmm. That NDA... Man, listen... <laughs> Al Shebeck is innocent until proving it. I'm just telling you he did that. <laughs> all right. Give us your pick. We could talk about um, Alex Trebek all day. All right. Let me get my list. All right. Um, Okay. I don't even know. See, these aren't in order. Yeah. Just pick one. All right. I'm going to go with my most unpopular one. Okay. Jimmy Fallon did that. <gasps> oh, gosh. <laughs> this is what happened. This Moms you know, everywhere. Close your ears. <laughs> She's about to barge through that door. You, you're lucky I didn't say Usher, but he already got caught up. He's nasty. Shh, don't talk about it. You know why I know Jimmy Fallon's nasty? No, because he doesn't have a thumb. There's, here's how a conversation goes with Jimmy Fallon. I say nothing. I'm just quiet. Jimmy says, <laughs> "You're sicko. You laugh at nothing. You're sicko." Or an alcoholic. And that's all's been reported. Right. So he hurt his finger. We don't know what he's doing. He's 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 getting a little too mixy after the show. That whole who was that girl? Uh, I love Keith, you, Jimmy. I'm sorry. I'm talking about Keith you. Keith Urban's way. wife, Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Kidman. That whole story was 
fraudulent. He looked like he 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 was trying to get after her, and he knew he was married. I'm telling you, late night, the 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 toxicness, the environment of late night television, the everyday being around celebrities, the atmosphere, the pressure Your to perform. Your circadian rhythm is just upside the down. The people that work on the show. I'm gonna ask our Hollywood correspondent about this. It is set. This is how David Letterman get caught up. The late night hosts, man, they're just, it's different. You have a lot of young, good looking girls working for you. I don't trust Jimmy Fallon. I don't trust, I, better hope to God the Roots didn't know because I'm not letting them take mm-mm, Questlove mm-mm, down mm-mm, with mm-mm. me. Nope. And Black Thought's a top 10 rapper of all time. That's going to be on a different podcast once I get some people in here that know. All right, give me your second pick. All right, well, my team's going to win. Uh, Bobby Flay. Wow, Queen. Yes. Is because he cracked an egg with one hand in Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, huh? Uh, yeah, I didn't like his tone in Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. It just said, I feel entitled, and that includes women. He was a little condescending to the dad, like, oh, nice that you came, father. Nice to have a male role model like, who spiced your life up, Bobby. Yeah. yeah. So you can just tell by the way he talks, and that's all I have to say about How Bobby. talk? He's entitled. Okay. Yeah. I feel it. I'm taking Chris Berman second. Chris Berman's not in TV anymore. Uh, rest in peace to Chris Berman's wife. I understand it's been a difficult time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have footage. It's on YouTube. Please go look at it. Please go look at him talking to the makeup lady back in the 90s. That's all I'm going to say. Oh. That 90s shit, that doesn't fly right now. Okay. Chris Berman's sick. I think you just got him me too, single-handedly. I'll be happy to break it. Okay. I'm, I'm breaking news right now. You heard it here first. The only other person I've seen on a on a behind-the-scenes footage like that, Bill O'Reilly. Guess where Bill O'Reilly is now? I don't know. He's me, me, me too. Right, but me he's too probably heaven. like me too heaven on a beach somewhere being served drinks. Oh, fat big facts. All of them are. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't feel bad for them. All right, go ahead. Number three. Who's your small forward? Mike Ditka. Pause. <laughs> Just look at that mustache and tell me. Uh, Mike Ditka's aging like uh, milk out here. He's not aging gracefully. He keeps on saying bad stuff. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm rolling. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Thank with you. you. I'm with you. Um, I have Jalen Rose. ESPN. Okay. <laughs> I guess the... the the show title "Get Up" isn't the most flattering. <laughs> no. Um, Jalen Rose married the host of a show that he, I guess, appeared on sometimes as a fill-in. Um, mm. Anytime you go after the the moderator, I just have serious doubts. He also said that his Michigan team could beat this Duke team. Zion Williamson is putting his whole foot in your mouth on the way to the rim. Okay, so that's that, that's just I have some bias left over. Sure. So I'm going with Jalen Rose. Okay, my next pick is John Mayer. He's a womanizer. Mm. Taylor Swift's still salty. I'm sure she could stir up the uh, fans on Twitter. Yeah, she wrote that whole song, Dear John, that I won't listen to because it's six minutes. Yeah, I just mm. think he's gross. But he also, had- I think he could be in love with Andy Cohen. So I'm a little torn. <laughs> He's in the middle of a rebrand. Andy Cohen? John Mayer. Oh, well, Andy Cohen is as well. He's 
expecting a baby via surrogate. And that Who's surrogate may be John Mayer. You heard it here first. John, all right. <laughs> You're going to mess my head up because I've talked about surrogates on this podcast. I don't understand how they work. Why are y'all getting paid only $4,000 a month to carry a whole human inside you? Y'all need to hold it. Surrogates? Let me say this. Surrogates of 2019. Rise up. You need to strike. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not putting that baby inside me. No, no, I'm not pushing it out. It's going to stay in here. Uh, well, I don't know if that's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is obvious. <laughs> but Kim Kardashian's baby is in a lot of trouble without their surrogate. <laughs> Lord. All right, so that was your fourth? Yep, that was my fourth. All right, I have... Somebody told me a story about this gentleman when I was in seventh grade. Let me take that back. No, seventh grade. Told me some nasty stories about him. It never hit the fan. It bubbled for a little bit. Uh, when there's videos of him whispering in young girls' ears, taking pictures of him. But Joe Biden's been on the fence. And, mm. and we all love Joe, you know, smiling Joe. And Take a seat right next to Clinton, my friend. And, okay. And <laughs> <laughs> that meme of him getting the medal draped around his neck from Barry. We all love that crying meme because we are all that guy at some point when we're proud of our friends. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, I know the one. But also his face looks sentimental all the time. He has a sentimental face. He His eyes were watering. Yeah. You should get that checked out. Maybe and his it's allergies. chin was mad strong, pointed up to the sky. Like, we got it. You're getting a medal. <laughs> he is on some other stuff. I'm sorry. And Sorry, Jill. And I have to say that it's the only reason I can think of why he's not running for president. I'd have to think that. Didn't stop Bill. Because he sees these reporters are in their messy bag. These reporters are, are used. They are down with reporting the slop. They are in the pig pen, and he doesn't want to go out and play in that type of arena. He wants to go back to old presidential rules. Clinton, what you were saying, Bill Clinton presidential rules? Yeah. That never gets reported, that stuff. Yeah. That he's a little creep, and he might... He might... Definitely He might did. see a 19-year-old every now and again, okay? That's... He does... This is a new rule. We're in a new rule, and if you have a skeleton, boy, better lock that Doesn't closet. Doesn't matter how small it That's is. That's a walk-in closet he's got. All right, go ahead. Okay, my fifth one may go over the head of some of your viewers, but it is the most important we both got team you. player. Okay. okay, Ms. Kathleen Zellner, the appellate attorney of Stephen Avery from Making a Murderer. If you watched it, you know that she is sleeping with her assistant clerk, Curtis. Okay, she makes him do a lot of things that she shouldn't, and it's messed up, and free Curtis 2019. I think... That what you just did was unfair to Kathleen. I think that that's what law clerks are supposed to do is splatter blood on cars. When I don't Kathleen... know. She's always like, Curtis, why don't we go down to the quarry and see where the Halbach bones were by Scott Chaddock's house. Uh, and no one else come. No cameras. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> She's messed up. Nobody is uh, Curtis that. found some new evidence that's going to break this case wide open. Wow. <laughs> that's what Curtis said. That's what Curtis said. I'm telling you what Curtis said. Um, 
All right, you you're in timeout. Okay. It's a terrible pick. <laughs> I don't know why you don't. Best. I don't know why you're against strong women and queens. I'm not. Kathleen Stoner is a queen in every sense of the word. Also, I'm here for her. I'm just saying, also, Curtis. You're not gonna. You are not going to step over Kathleen Stoner when she has twenty two thousand pages of tea <laughs> that she's about to drop on That's the man to break walk. This case wide open. Wow. <laughs> that she is about to drop on Manitowoc's Sheriff County Deputy Clerk p- p- Police County Board of Commissioner's Office desk. And what they didn't know at the time is that there was actually a service road connecting the Avery's property with the quarry. <laughs> it's just amazing to me how Barbara Taddock and Scott Taddock can just hide this information from the Manitowoc authorities. I'm so glad Kathleen could be with us today. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks. I don't. I don't even want to tell them to go look up <laughs> Kathleen's owner now because it's just they go. People are going to ask for Kathleen. Can Kathleen come on the show? It wasn't her. It's. <laughs> it was. Five 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 five. Hello, is Indiana Jones? No, it's a movie. Um. Okay. Who's she. You fifth? picked a woman. You picked a queen. Sad. Love her nails. And her lip liner. I'm also have to go with a queen who just announced her retirement, and as a retirement gift, I got her. I'm exposing her. I'm ex- I'm scared. Kathy Lee Gifford. Ooh, KLG. <laughs> You've been drinking wine at 10 a.m. for far too long tonight to not grab an intern's tush on the. Oh way sure. Yeah, and she'd be getting younger. She looks so thin these days. Yeah, like I shouldn't be able to see bones in your neck. Yeah. Yeah. I hope she's okay. So, yeah, I don't want to talk too much more about her because I'm going to let her age peacefully. Um, Except when she gets embroiled in scandal and then you get points. That NBC office just must be a sewage pit. Yeah. She might have taken over Matt Lauer's desk with that button. (laughs) She was like, ooh, can I get one of those? She's like, a lock's from the inside. (laughs) Hold up. It's on the top of my list. Oh my god! Sorry, oh, it's the first time, huh? Yeah. Um. So that's my list. Great. Chris Berman, Jimmy Fallon, Jalen Rose, Joe Biden, Kathy Lee Gifford, and let me just say, I did not forget about you, Mel Kiper. I am coming for you in 2020. You're not watching film all year. You aren't. Mm-mm. Okay. And that hair does is way too solid for you not to be busting a move. Mm. In the clubs. And there's some poor woman who has to hairspray it up when he's going on camera. You can't be from Baltimore with that hairstyle and be that sick. Go through life unscathed. Um, I don't know. It's very reminiscent of Hairspray, the movie, um, which took place in Baltimore. Maybe he was going for a Tracy Turnblad uh, style. That's a good point. I never... See, this is why we have you on. He's a hometown boy. Well, let's get... Let's get... um, Let's get... To some Hollywood. Hollywood? Yeah. Insider? Let's get let's get some real facts. Let's do that. All right. So now we're joined by our Hollywood Insider. This is uh, Maura Ryan. Uh, Maura is a very extremely close personal <laughs> friend of mine. Um, <laughs> Shut I, up. I've wanted her on this show for a long time. Just for discretion purposes and so she doesn't get fired. We're not going to tell you where she works. But we are going to say that she's deeply, deeply involved in the cult that is Hollywood. Um, 
and she keeps the tea on her. Um, so first of all, how are you? Thank you for joining us. What time is it over there? Thank you for having me. It is six eleven. So <laughs> Great I'm stuff. Having a wonderful time. I was on standby watching the beautiful disaster that is Flavor of Love. Oh. Um, TV's finest. So I'm excited. I don't know what that is. I well. Then. This is part of Mora's crusade to educate straight culture. It's probably peak reality television. Oh. And mm-hmm. Good. Good. Um, all right, so let me start with this. You've been in Hollywood, Hollywood how long now? Um, so I've lived here for a little over two years, and I've been working for the past year. Okay. So what it, who's, immersed. Oh, okay, great. Who is the weirdest person you've met so far? Would definitely, without a doubt, have to be... Matthew Lillard. <laughs> you may know him from the Scooby-Doo movie in 2002. Um, yes. Not Scooby. No. Shaggy. Shaggy. <laughs> Scooby. Uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and in my personal like favorite movie that he's been in is She's All That. Um, he was Brock Hudson and he was from the real world. And basically stole Freddie Prince Jr.'s girlfriend from him over spring break. So, um, if you've seen either of those two movies, I think meeting him in person, you realize just how weird he really is in real life, and that being an actor in those movies probably was not very difficult, because he was just being himself. Um, and whoever the casting director was for those two movies deserves a real award for <laughs> finding the absolute perfect person for those roles. Can I ask what led you to make this, you know, name him the weirdest person you met so confidently? You really didn't think about that a lot. No. Like, first thing that came to mind. Um, <laughs> just, I think, within... So in the movie, so in She's All That, for the uninitiated, he has a dance number to a Rick James song in this, like, metallic organza masterpiece (laughs) of a outfit, Um, and just, it pretty much sums up his personality, and so within, like, 30 seconds of meeting him, I was like, okay, this makes sense. Um, He's just very animated, he speaks just within minutes of meeting me was like you know i think you're probably the most intelligent person i've ever met oh my gosh go into politics and change the world um so he's just oh he's nasty i'm sure your boss loved Um, that he's nasty but all of that being said actually still a very nice guy so oh so there's you know there's good in it yeah oh that's nice that's nice so weirdo but he's good um give me some stories on escorting celebrities to meetings give me <laughs> maybe just one that stands out what really whatever you're feeling sure so big part of the day at work is escorting people to meetings most of the time they are just agents or executives who are pretty much behind the camera but once in a while you do get some some famous faces that come in and um 
sort of present their their own ideas um probably the the like a one of the best moments was karamo brown from queer eye um Mm. he so it was like a week before the emmys um he told all of us what he was planning on wearing he told us about a secret beyonce dance number that will be in the new season of queer eye um he was keeping on trend with his bomber and dodger hat combo um and so it was just i feel like i i i knew so much before before the public <laughs> and probably for liability reasons shouldn't be saying that but here we are so i love oh, well. it i love it could you give us a little preview maybe give us a sense of the vibe of what hollywood is predicting buzzing about with the oscars coming up i mean i know you're not a big awards person anymore because you're you're beyond that you've grown but for those of us who are still into it you know what would you say i think that as far as movies are going this year i think there's certainly so many stories and so many people that are making stories and and releasing films that we have not seen on screen before um i think there's really incredible true stories that are being brought to the big screen whether it's black Klansman or green book Mm -hmm. um and i think there's a lot of rep like sort of groups of people that have never been represented on the scale um that they were this year um you know black panther was such a big hit um and crazy rich asians and i think they were both incredibly well-made films and so i think it's going to be really interesting to see um movies that were incredibly popular financially at the box office and with the general public also transcending into um the awards circuit so i think it's going to be really great um my personal favorite so far this year has been Roma, um, Mm. which is actually was released on Netflix, but can be seen in theaters as well. Um, And it's directed by Alfonso Cuaron, who directed Gravity. Um, And Mm. it's a really great look at just the family unit and all that comes with it. And I think that in recent years with a show like This Is Us and a million little things were, were sort of um, sort of trending towards these stories about family life and some of the really just day-to-day kind of mundane aspects of it, um, but still putting it on the big screen because I think there's still so much to learn from these simple moments of everyday life. So I'm very excited. So was Life of Marwin not your favorite then? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I mean, I think... <laughs> what a stupid question. That... I just, you know, it was a, t- it was a tough decision between Roma, Roma and um, Marwin, but I think <laughs> I think I made the right choice. Mm. Um, you know, it just, there was just something missing. <laughs> just a few elements. <laughs> Maura, um, I tend to... to... Um, come across stars on the natural human scale like m- much later than 
people who are plugged in like you do. Um, can you sort of get me hip and educate me to who is becoming a household name in 2019? Who's the person you look at and say, it's about ready to blow? Absolutely. So I think that there are people in sort of all aspects of the industry. Um, you know, one of the first people that came to mind is Bo Burnham. So mm. I'm really excited to see what he's going to Who's create that? next, um, whether it's TV, movies, comedy. Um, he directed Eighth Grade this year, which I thought was just absolutely brilliant and cringeworthy in all the best ways. Um, and so I think he will definitely be someone to watch in the coming year. Um, as well, someone that I think is, is really gonna, really gonna explode in the next year is, uh, Brian Tyree Henry. So he's been on Atlanta for the past couple of years, but he's in, been in pretty much every big name movie, uh, this year, he's in If Beale Street Could Talk, which is directed by Barry Jenkins of Moonlight, um, and I think is definitely a contender for a, this award season. Um, he's in the new Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, um, and then next year he's going to be in a movie that I think is going to generate a lot of buzz by this really awesome playwright named Tracy Letts. Um, so I think he's someone that is kind of... <laughs> embodies the like really um sort of the modern day movie star in that he's doing these big name movies um sort of these superhero really popular movies with such wide ranges of audience audiences and then he's also doing kind of smaller independent films that are getting that awards recognition so i think he's definitely going to be someone to watch have you met someone that maybe maybe isn't an A-list type celebrity and after meeting them, you're like, wow, that that's an A-list type person. Like you just have a, a newfound appreciation, maybe seeing them in person. I don't know. I'm thinking of, um, give me a name, Riley, a Haley Steinfeld. That's mm. my go-to. Mm, yes. Haley. She's really undervalued. So give me somebody that's underrated in your mind. Underrated. I pick. That is a very good question. Jack Pearson. Um. Is he rated? He's just rated. I would say that Milo is rated. He's rated. Milo. I, I feel like he's a, he's rated, but a little underrated. Um, I think, you know, he's a very was kind of blown away by how nice of a person he is. Is in he that, hot? In that regard, so. I don't know if that, if the world could know yeah. that, that would be awesome. Inquiring um, minds want to know how good looking he is in person. Just beyond really? your wildest wow. expectations. Wow. wow. Rebecca Pearson, you lucky lady. I know. Wow. Just like, so nice, so down to earth, um, and Stupid Kate. a very... I could tell within like a few minutes of meeting him, a very caring person as well. So, mm. um, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm excited for his new movie with JLo. I think this is the peak of his career. Ooh, um, me too. and excited to see what life after this is us holds for him. 
Okay, so this is our final and most important question. As a Hollywood insider, who do you think is going to get caught up in Me Too in the coming year? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Don't incriminate I think yourself. There's, there's one name that comes to mind. Um, definitely not an A-lister, and definitely not someone whose name I can mention. But Ooh. I definitely know it, it's on the horizon. Saucy. Um, oh my, don't get shy now. But I think, I think in terms of it, just I think collectively, as as a sort of as a culture, I think everyone's just waiting for Jack Nicholson, you know? I think that was, it's like an, it's like an oldie, but a goodie, you know what I mean? Like it's, Mm. we all know it's there and we know it's coming. Mm. We just, it just has to be brought to the surface. That was my Um, dad's pick. I caught, I cut him from my list of 10 when I went to five. That's sad. (laughs) Sad for everybody involved, really. Except for him. (laughs) So yeah, definitely him. Um, I think also, you know, you got some younger people like your Jared Leto's, Ooh. maybe like Joaquin Phoenix. Mm. Yeah, I think he did it. I just think there's something there. There's just this like sixth sense, and something is 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 telling me that um, bad things are on the horizon. More a psychic. So if she dreamed about it, it happened. That's it. That's the end. Crazy. Yeah. So well, like this... I, I was going to mention that. I was going to lead with that, but I didn't want to like oversell myself. So <laughs> yeah. thank you for bringing that up. Oh my God. Teresa so, Caputo. So there's, out. so there's something coming down the pipeline is what you're saying. With this unnamed individual. I can. Oh yes. It's yes. Coming, it's I coming. think. Okay. I don't know if it will carry as much weight because this person is not, um, a, a well-known name outside of the industry, but I think inside the industry um, for for those who are familiar, which I'm sure many people are, um, it'll be, it'll be, um, I don't know if it'll come as a surprise. Let's mm. put it that way. Okay. All right. Well, you certainly did not oversell yourself. Um, thank you for joining us. And can I call you, can we call you after the Oscars? Maybe before, maybe after? Yeah. Absolutely. I'll have my ballot ready. Um, I will be anxiously awaiting the new host. Um, it's going to be. Gonna it be might great. be you at this point. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. She is the plug with a Walmart yodeling boy, so uh, you never yeah. know. I Don't think, call him I that. Think that's he has definitely going to reach out to him, see if he's available. <laughs> he has a name. Try to pencil it in. <laughs> um, Mason's a kid. And also, just for some shameless promotion, he does have a new music video out um it's christmas themed it's the holidays everyone loves some wholesome christmas joy i thought you're gonna promote um, yourself not mason ramsey wow. no um so um it's i mean it's it's worth four minutes out of your day to check it out for sure oh i love you <laughs> thank you maura thank you so much talk to you later of course thank you for having me and merry christmas and this has been, this is, I can cross being off the podcast, um, off my bucket list. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> We're not going to have you back if you talk about Mason like that again, but okay. <laughs> All right. Shalom. All right. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you too. Bye. Hmm. Someone coming down the pipe.
pause. It's uh, so hard to talk about movies with Mora because I'll text her and be like, did you see To All the yeah. Boys I've Loved Before? And she's like, oh my God, the color scheme was yeah. so representative of her journey as a character. And I was like, like Lara Jean? Like, Queen, we don't want to know how Michael B. Jordan looked, <laughs> how he got that way as Killmonger. We just want to talk about the film. Yeah, yeah, she's so deep. I'm just kidding. She's so smart. No, that's um, it's a world that... I'm learning it exists very prevalent it's mm-hmm. growing um but in the same way that all as we learn more about everything mm-hmm. you know yeah as we learn more about music there's people that go deeper and deeper into music as people learn in the film industry the you know I really I enjoy talking to her because I I really think the real talent is the is the writers the playwriters screenwriters directors all that mm-hmm. stuff those are the people with the real power and the real talent, and she gives them a name, and she, you know, brings oh, them yeah. up. So that's good. That's Thank good. you, Maura. She can come back again. That Mason stuff was out of pocket. <laughs> Who do you think that person is, the B-lister? I think... It's a niche name, isn't it? I, she's probably getting in her snotty bag with that. I think I may know who she's uh, talking about, but I'm not going to incriminate her either. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix dated a computer. He definitely... Definitely did. Oh, Maura and I rented that movie when she was visiting, and yeah. Mom walked up because she thought that we were watching something we weren't supposed to be watching. So I'd just like to personally ask for an apology from Joaquin. This is two weeks ago? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Speaking of Michael B. Jordan, mm-hmm. uh, when are we? When are you ready? Are you ready to have an honest conversation about him? I'm always ready to have an honest conversation. World- He's beautiful and... Go East Dillon. East Dillon. East Dillon. People don't know about that. No. And if you don't know, then stop tweeting thirst tweets about him. Yeah, he wasn't that great at quarterback, though. (laughs) Let me just say that as a quarterback, he didn't really go through his progressions in a way that... He was too busy hanging around that barbecue restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. He... They really... There was some racial undertones in that show, boy. Undertones? Man. He was running the triple option like his (laughs) life depended... Let the boy throw, man. Jeez. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. All right, everyone gets it. Um, no, we don't. We're never having an honest conversation about Michael B. Jordan for the fact that moms love him, right? One. When you win the mom demographic, you are free from a lot of criticism. You get into that conversation. There's a lot of people that are that are hot out here, mm-hmm. not hot in the physical, attractive way. Everyone knows that Michael B. Jordan looks good. Okay, mm-hmm. and we love him for that. That's how he gets a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. But you become Dimples. the head of the table when you win the mom demographic, right? I'm looking at you, Bruno Mars. When you win the mom demographic, your talent does not have to match the hype. It doesn't. That's true. You have to be likable. You have to be in good shape. <laughs> oh, shoot. I didn't we know you were coming. Honest, I, are we going to have an honest I didn't know you were going to say no, good shape. Talk, no, you want to talk about Flowrider. That's fine. <laughs> Get out. Welcome <laughs> to my house. <laughs> What was I saying? You lost me. Uh, you're talking about Josh Gordon, Michael right? B. Jordan. Okay, Michael B. Jordan. Seated the table. So he... he, he Head he, of the table. You don't actually have to perform well, okay? Mothers. I thought he was very... I thought he was good in Black Panther. Let me say that. I shouldn't say very good. He was good in Black Panther. Okay. Um, He had a good character to play off of. That was an easy character to play, let me just say. Mm-hmm. Vengeance. You, you haven't even seen it. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, well, that was Tracy's fault. Right. We'll talk about that another time. Okay. Um, you saw Creed 2 yet? 
No, because you went after I fell asleep. Because you hate me. Creed 2. Looking at you, Uncle Ernie. Creed 2 was probably... How do I say this? Creed 2 was trash. Mm. And his acting from Creed 1 to Creed 2 was going from the top of Hollywood to your local community theater acting. Yikes. I couldn't feel a damn thing Michael B. Jordan was saying. And the whole time you guys were staring at his deltoids. And it's insulting. Toxic masculinity. And I just want to know when we're going to start holding Michael B. Jordan accountable for these. For this acting performance. Well, I have a question. I never saw Fruitvale Station, but I feel like that's... I heard he bodied that. Yeah, he I did heard that was that. great. He did body that. Now, no, do no, you think maybe no, he tried no, no, to no, no, do no, no, too no, no, much? No, in let the me air? not say he bodied that. He made it work. I don't think he's gone above and beyond. That was Ryan Coogler that right. directed that. Yeah, that was Ryan Coogler that directed Black Panther. It was Ryan Coogler that directed Creed One. Yeah, they're inseparable. He did his job. He didn't take the movie to new heights. That movie would have been great no matter what beautiful young chocolate man they put in that role. Mm. That's the honest conversation I want to have. Okay. Do y'all really love Michael B. Jordan? Or do you really love Ryan Coogler? Which one is it? Coogles. Which one is it, moms? Strudel. She better not come up here. <laughs> All right. I'm tired of seeing. Where's Ryan Coogler on men's fitness health magazine cover? Every I don't know what he looks like. We he's probably not in the gym as much as he needs to be, but I think that there's a larger discussion to be had about where credit goes to in life. Yeah, Maura just just gave all the the props to the directors. Mm -hmm. Justice for Ryan Coogler. I just think there's a larger, I think there's a larger discussion about credit. That's That's what I'll say. Okay. How much credit is Jared Goff getting? How much credit should Jared Goff be getting? How much credit does his coach, who is not dating a 28-year-old from Ukraine... Speak on it. How, how much credit should he be getting? Should I... No, I won't no, we won't. I'll save we that won't. for another yeah, podcast. Save it. We seen, that in your pocket. We've seen you at Ultra Bar, girl. No, you're just teasing the people. You're not 28. Don't talk about it. You don't even know the difference between East and West, Dylan. <laughs> Out here sliding in the DMs, offering mm. to buy Michael B. Jordan a smoothie. <laughs> don't even know what East Dylan is. Don't even know what a Permian Panther looks like. Mm-mm-mm. She's too young for you, <laughs> coach. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think Michael B. Jordan's that great. Sorry, Queen. <laughs> Which Queen? <laughs> the one listening at home right now. And we could have a large discussion. I love Michael B. Jordan. I love. I think he is a nice young man. I love when he meets his fans, when he checks them in the DMs, that he lives with his mom. All that is cute to me. Mm-hmm. But do not for one second tell me that Michael B. Jordan is untouchable now. Because of how great of an actor he is. No, I don't think he's a great actor. I would clean his ass up, and I have never recited a line in my life. Okay, let's calm down. 
he he had a baby born in Creed too. That's not a spoiler alert. That was in the preview. I didn't see that. <laughs> he I was, don't have TV. He was trying. All right, it's <laughs> all right. <laughs> he was trying to convince us in that movie, walking to the hospital, that he was nervous to be a father. He looked like he had goose pimples. He looked like he was just cold. You're just shivering, Mike. You're not conveying any sort of emotion to me. We got it. You just came from the gym. You're hitting the bag. You got okay hands. Uh, you're getting on this big fight. Rocky bodied you in both movies. Rocky, Sylvester Stallone cleaned him up. And Riley could probably diagnose Sylvester Stallone with something right now. I don't know. I think he probably had a stroke. He has a little palsy. <laughs> wow. Now I'm just like that guy on Twitter diagnosing torn MCLs from watching video. Throw it all away. Shut it down. Nobody eats. Thank you for bringing that up. I should have started with that, shouldn't I? Well, that goes back to my Josh Gordon conversation. Yeah, it was all one and the same. Can I let me pull the tweet? I don't want to misquote this beautiful piece of journalism. <laughs> oh, it's unreal. You guys are... Doctors everywhere except for one. Peter I'm Cummings were cringing. Riley, Riley, I'm telling you, I didn't have an opinion on anything for about three weeks. I was just uninterested. Yesterday, he was just running around the house screaming, screaming takes. He needed an outlet. You just need to put a microphone on my face and t- lie to me. Say, yeah, it's on. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. It's like a banky. All right, so this is from... Toucher and Rich. <laughs> Excuse me? Toucher and Rich, the official Twitter of the number one morning show in Boston. Is that not Toucher? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is Toucher and Rich. If that's... I didn't... I thought that was a name. Toucher. I don't know. It's a stupid name. All right. So, Toucher and Rich is the official Twitter of the number one morning show in Boston. Toucher and Rich. That's their show. All right. Gronkowski follows him. So they're legit. Okay. Um. First of all, if it is Toucher and Rich, I'd like to revise my top five list for next year. Yep, that's okay. where I was going okay, with that. Good. Okay, good. Especially Rich as so well. They had, damning. They had Mike Giardi on. Mike Giardi is a uh, reporter, football reporter, NFL Network. He is stationed in Boston, 47.9 thousand followers. He's a Boston guy. been reporting Boston for a while. Say Boston again. Boston. Thank you. Mike Giardi. This is from Toucher and Rich. At Mike Giardi told us. Hold on, Can me, you say Toucher again? It's let weirding me, let me, me out. Put on my, let me put on my reading bag voice. At Toucher and Rich. <laughs> <laughs> At Mike Giardi told us that he believes Tom Brady may be playing injured. Possibly an MCL tear. Now that's. Serious. No, that's serious. Tom Brady might have an MCL tear. Uh, you know anything about knees or just brains? Nope, just brains. All right. So the MCL is one of them gentlemen in your leg that keeps you standing. <laughs> I wanted to get a little in-depth about what the MCL does. But, Word on the street. But y'all know. Derrick Rose tore it. Whatever. You probably tore it in high school playing soccer. <laughs> you know. Now, my next question after reading that sentence, there's one more sentence after this, was... Mike Giardi's doing a hell of a job reporting out there in Boston. The Patriots are locked down. Throw away the key. Ooh, you ain't never finding out what part of me is hurt and where. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I said, wow. Good for Mike. 
Okay. He's doing a great service because Tom hasn't looked great. Tom's looked okay, but there's been a few throws that I've said, oh, Tom is really not stepping into the throw. You know, he's, he's he looks a little panicked. I'm wondering what's happening. So here comes Mike Giardi on Tucher and Rich. <laughs> Tuchering, Tuchering my soul. And he says, Mike Giardi told us that he believes Tom Brady may be playing injured, possibly an MCL tear. Talking like you're trying to sell me some pecan pie. And this is where this is where I lost my mind. Judging by watching tape <laughs> over the last several weeks. <laughs> so this bombshell report. <laughs> so this bombshell report by Mike Giardi that Tom Brady has an MC possibly has an MCL tear. Mm-hmm was used with the same tools that I have at my disposal. Your eyes. My eyeballs and Sunday ticket. I guess he doesn't need it because he's in Boston. It wouldn't black out. The game. He has the game and he has a set of eyes. The only thing <laughs> separating me and Mike Giardi <laughs> at this point I wasn't on Tucher and Rich. <laughs> Let me just say this here publicly. Tucher and Rich, please call him up. If I happen to ever get a job in this business, <laughs> if this episode doesn't ruin that for me, if Tucher and Rich ask me to go on their show, I will slap the taste out of Tucher's mouth and Rich's mouth. Both of them <laughs> can frick off. No, you should just go on and say something inflammatory. I will never speak a word into their microphone. There is no <laughs> difference between... I said this on Twitter. If you don't follow me on Twitter, I'm sorry. I'm going to get this tweet off again. There is TMZ. There is... Let me start at the beginning. <laughs> okay. There is Gabe Gutierrez from NBC. Gabe the babe. Pinnacle of journalism. Also handsome. There's TMZ, which... A lot of you may not like the the way that they get their information. They're going to get it, gosh damn it. Yeah, if Ernie has to email it to them himself. And there haven't been a lot of people lately that has checked TMZ on something they reported. Let's just have an honest conversation about that, too. Mm-hmm. After TMZ, there's the shade room. Please go follow it. It's just reporting the sewage from the comments. They scour <laughs> comments, put two and two together. It's un... You just dropped my headphones again while I was making a point. I'm sorry. You are something They're still else. on your head now. There is little difference than the shade room and Kathleen Zellner. They're just putting two and two together. <laughs> I'm not breaking the case wide open. They take Instagram stories. They take gossip. They take grainy cell phone videos. They package it up, repurpose it, and they give you smack. And guess what? None of it's false because y'all, y'all wrote the comments. <laughs> Unless it's one of those photoshopped Dwight Howard jobs, fine. After the shade room, there's not much lower you can go in journalism. Tutor and rich. I just found what comes after shade room. But there might be 50 feet of crap in between the shade room and tutor and rich. And let me just say this. That goes for all Boston media. If you're on the radio in Boston, what what is separating you from fake news outlets other fake news outlets propaganda 
dangerous, dangerous rhetoric. This is dangerous. I was playing, but this is dangerous. That, when that becomes a certified tweet from certified right. people, mm-hmm. that is dangerous. It's basically people telling you they have superpowers. Like, oh, now Mike Girardi can just look at film and see a torn MCL. And people are going to believe it. People did believe it. Yeah. I thought I was getting hacked. I thought I was getting caught up in the fake accounts. That's not okay. What that just happened, that's not okay. We can't do that. Mike Giardi. Also, if you happen to know if it's Tutor or Toucher and can let us know, and then we can get in touch with them and help them with the rebrand. That would Don't tell good. me what your eyes see, Mike. I'm really not interested in what your eyes see. I'm interested in facts. I don't know what size TV you have. <laughs> all that's all that's important. How far away from the TV were you? What's his vision? Yeah, what's for? your what's your vision, my G? We nobody knows if you're fifteen, twenty, nothing. Astigmatism? I don't know. You look like a plus one point two five on the. Let me check his profile picture. I think he got glasses in the profile picture. They could be fake. You wear fake glasses. That's the T. No, he don't have glasses. No, he could. He could. He could have reading glasses. Um, what have you been eating lately? How's your How's your family life? Oh, stress. Um, medication. Yeah, are you hallucinating? Don't Don't tell me what your eyes see. If you want to tell me what your eyes see, fine. Say, hey, Tom doesn't look right. Hey, I know this is obvious. <laughs> talking like <laughs> but tom brady doesn't look the greatest he's ever wow mike thank thank no 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 i want to thank everybody in boston for the tremendous reporting that they did this week out there all nfl reporters across the country thank you for informing the public uh, that's just i just want to let you know if nobody told you that that they appreciate the service i appreciate the service. round of applause for mike thank you mike jerk <laughs> you have another topic or you want to get out of here um you have anything else you want to clean up i you know we were watching the nightly news the other night and there was a story about teen e-cigarette use and you know i don't really juuling wasn't my generation you know it started maybe two years younger and i've never i've never seen a person jewel and this was alarming to me there was a teacher from Connecticut named Fran, and he just had an envelope full of what I thought were USBs, but they were jewels. And I just, I was wondering if you could maybe explain this phenomenon. How do I identify them? Should I be wary of my USB? Is my USB a jewel? I don't know. <laughs> Who uh, is jewel? I think the larger concern is that you've been in, you know, looking at mice brain. So much that you haven't stepped outside and seen the jewel craze. That's the well, large... I don't party with freshmen. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to party. It transcends. I have teachers that jewel. I have professors that jewel. Ew. I have. I have. Um, I see people. How do you respect? Them? I see people in corporate setting. I don't. <laughs> I say you <laughs> strike me dead if you ever see me put a computer accessory in my mouth. That's first of all. <laughs> Two, 
I'm not inhaling nothing that's flavored dragon berries. So this is my question. Are they also functioning USBs? Because no, then it could be like a pensive in Harry Potter, you know, where they dive in, they go through the memories, except now you're vaping on on storage. So you're vaping on all the data, all the Excel files you have on your USB, and all those numbers are just going into your lungs. <laughs> what a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. But I watch you a lot. You ask a lot of stupid questions. Donald's really killing I me tonight. I think of something more perfect to say. Like, Donald says it all for me. Like, he, like, for criticize him all you want. He just got to the point right there, okay? Um, no, you're not smoking. <laughs> you're not smoking data. Okay. I didn't realize that a jewel was in the form of USB until you brought that to my attention yesterday. So let me just start there. I thought it was just a handy way to transport it. Okay. It's just a small mobile. But upon further review, that's what it is. Yeah. It's a it's, USB. It's, it's an accessory. The jewel craze is similar to I'm trying to give it a comparison it's silly this, band no oh. uh no younger that's younger kids i'm just the demographic of jewel you are seeing the jewel craze because the demographic which is uh currently in the jewel craze is the demographic that unfortunately runs the world it's unfortunately the demographic that makes Mo Bamba the number one song in the country because they like to play it when they shotgun their Keystone Lights. It's the demographic that will unfortunately make up the next round of Supreme Court justices. Do I need to go on? No. So Are we on the same page? Yeah, that makes okay. sense. It's the demographic that... They like YouTubers. They 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 used to wear black socks with asparagus. We remember. That was you. I would never. That's a sick thing to say. I'm sorry. When people are listening, I'm... that's that's <laughs> out of pocket. I have to tell you. Sorry. <laughs> I would never. So here's my thing. I feel like technology's moving so quickly. Kids, kids. You know, I've heard, I've seen on tweets. You know, people are concerned because. Children don't know what the the save icon is on like Word. They're like, what what's that button? The they save, don't the save icon. Yeah, they don't know what a floppy disk is. Oh, you know. So I'm thinking, maybe they should make jewels in the form of a floppy disk, because one, it'll be harder to hide from teachers. Because why why would your kid have a floppy disk? And two. It'll educate them. They'll know what a floppy disk is. But then I'm worried they'll just be like, oh, yeah, hit the jewel icon, you know? You got to be real sick to put your <laughs> mouth on a floppy disk. <laughs> to put your mouth on something called a floppy disk. Even the sh Forget about the shape. <laughs> Say, fam, it's like pass, a harmonica. pass the floppy disk and inhale whatever comes out of the floppy disk. With that said... That probably is the best idea that I've heard in the last 10 years. Also, you know, the FDA is really on all these e-cigarette companies' cases to stop appealing to young kids. 
What's going to appeal to them less than a floppy disk? They should, I, I've been telling you, they should make it a book. They should make it a book. What? They should make it a book. They should make the Oh, the jewel a book? Yeah. That, well, or, no, they should, you read a page, you get to hit the jewel. Mm, solve a division problem. Yes. Get a puff. We should incentivize jeweling. Sounds like classical conditioning. Yeah, it's sick. Um, a little bit of brainwashing. I just think that kids are going to ruin the world no matter what you do. You can make, like you said, you can make the jewel a floppy disk. They will call the floppy disk the jewel icon. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just what it is. After I saw Noah Cyrus and Lil Xan together, I just lost all hope. Didn't so. you say that that was a mistake? Yeah, did you? Their whole breakup was the most Gen Z thing I've ever seen in my life. I wonder why Mike Giardi didn't say. <laughs> Lil Xan, am I? <laughs> Wasn't it? Noah. Noah Cyrus for a mistake after watching. <laughs> <laughs> after watching red carpet footage. <laughs> after watching Noah Cyrus and Lil Xan, their relationship was a mistake. <laughs> That's a bombshell report. You heard it here first. Shout out to Lil Xan. He's going to rebrand. Just give it time. It's hard to rebrand with when your face is like oh, that. I forgot to ask Maura if <laughs> Phil, your, your your take that Phil of the Future had the best rebrand of all time oh, is true. Yes, people. Ricky Ullman. Ricky Ullman now goes by Raviv, his birth name. If you didn't know, his parents were Romanian circus uh, performers. And he went from being Phil of the Future, which, uh, Disney, I didn't forget that you said to be continued when you showed me uh, the caveman. I don't remember his name. Do you remember his name? Caveman? Yeah, in that show. The, I don't know. The Geico caveman? No, no, no. The caveman that they brought. Oh, I don't remember the all oh, the intro. Okay. You know, well, anyways, he was standing in front of the fridge, and they realized they were going back to the future, and they left him there. And then it said to be continued. You didn't oh, continue no, it. No, no, no. They teased. They teased. I they still don't know what happened. No, they. Uh, so, anyways, they Raviv Ullman has moved on. He didn't go back into acting. What'd he you call now him? Raviv. That's what he goes by now. It's his birth name. <laughs> you gotta get out of here. Okay. His name's Rick. Dick Ullman. Go ahead. <laughs> Ricky Dick Ullman. <laughs> uh, What's up, Rick? <laughs> Uh, he is now owns a successful calligraphy business. Tell mm. me that's not a successful rebrand. When you say successful, like what are we talking? Like, like he, he has a customer. It's like very bougie. Like people love to go there for their wedding invitations. Mm. Yeah, like I think he was Dylan Sprouse's inspiration when Dylan opened that brewery. I think there's someone who said like kids that are famous at that age. Mm-hmm. Well, he was what was he a late teens? At he was point? probably thirty. Disney was selling us him as 16. He had a mortgage, three kids. Yeah. No, that's true. 401k. That Jackson from Anna Montana was 49. Oh, I met him at the mall once. I was about to say, remember when you you were super hyped to stand at the mall? I'll get on Annie's and stand in line for Jackson. (laughs) You are sick. I wasn't even a Girl Scout, but I went with my friends who were. I pretended to be a Girl Scout. He was like, thanks for being a scout. And I was like, (laughs) scammed you. She said, uh, Jackson, I love your work, he said. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was what? What's a real age? Mm, he was definitely like 34. Really? That's not an exaggeration. Okay. Yet. No, I'm talking about Phil of the Future. Oh, Phil of the Future? Yeah. Uh, he was probably 25. 
I just think that those people are going to be successful at something no matter what they do. Do you know what I mean? No. No? They're going to find a hustle. Those people are hustlers. People that get on TV, those sitcoms. Maybe. They, they have multiple hustles. Yeah. Um, Allie and AJ, we're still waiting for you. Yeah, I'm waiting on that follow-up album. And I'm waiting on cowbells, too. Straight culture, you killed them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have anything else? We're minute 43 in. We talked about a nothing. minute 43? Now we're 43. Oh. I need wine. You need wine? Um, can I, Well, just before we leave, you know, Christmas is coming up. I just mm. wanted to talk about Tracy and holidays. A particular thing that she does. What, what happened with Tracy? So I was talking to um, some some of my roommates, uh, people at work, trying to get feedback on whether this is weird Some or not. Some colleagues. Yes, you know, the huge. Um, so Christmas at the Bannons is big. As you may know, all of us are are single young adults. And so we're just... Snitch. Snitch. <laughs> uh, we're, Tracy, I think, likes to live in the Christmases of, of yonder. So... You know, what on you Christmas morning, we line up upstairs in birth order. Let me, we let, take me a picture. let me stop you right there. Yeah. You're, you're big snitching right now. <laughs> I'm just trying to give you a picture. In- no, you're snitching. Okay. Anyways. You don't have to go through the details of my morning. Okay. Without give, with, give, you can give them the vibes. Okay. It's a family vibe. It's a family vibe. Do we need to call Andre to see if black families they have don't? The vibe? I can tell you. Oh my god. I don't think You're, a lot Andre. of. I don't think a lot of white families do this. Is what I'm trying to say. No, I've surveyed the room. So we get downstairs, oh, right? You... <laughs> and we do stockings. You rat. Stockings by Santa. Okay. And we we put cookies out. Everybody for Santa. has stockings. Okay, listen to me. Perfect stockings, Steffa. But. Okay, I might have been with Tracy when she bought something for my stocking, <laughs> but she's gonna go to her grave alleging that Santa brought that to your stocking, and then she'll be like, "If you want, Santa can go exchange that nail polish color for you at Walgreens." Now, is this weird? I've heard two points. I've heard yes, and I've heard no. Two points. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are the reason that Santa's sleigh. Almost didn't get off the ground in Elf. Maybe. You kill Christmas. But Sydney Ann Marino no, no, no. was the one who told me that Santa wasn't real, so you can blame her. No, now you're just ra- you're just <laughs> snitching on mad people. Like Sydney Marino didn't do a damn thing to you. <laughs> Definitely not in twenty eighteen. I don't even know this decade. That's sick what you just did. Second of all She knows it. <laughs> <laughs> you apologize after the park. She's gonna text me. I'm sorry, Sydney. Second of all, there is nothing wrong with a mother. At any age, go into the grave that she didn't put that chapstick in your stocking. Okay? As long as Tracy wants to keep the Christmas spirit alive, I'm fine with. What you just did right there might be the biggest domestic threat to our holidays <laughs> since Festivus. See, I didn't think it was weird, but then everyone was saying that their parents don't pretend like they're Santa. And they said it was weird that Tracy... Was Riley, Team Santa. Uh, nobody in the house is over there like, damn, Santa came with it this year. Like, Tracy's done. You know that, right? I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> nobody actually... I know <laughs> that. ...believes Tracy. It's a running joke. But she's committed. Yes. 
As she should I be. just wanted to see if the other listeners, if their parents were also as committed to Santa. I hope Or my, if they gave it up. I hope my kids try me like this at 23 years old or 21 years old and say, Santa didn't put that. You did. I'm not I, don't, I never say that to her. I'm just asking. I'm always like, Santa, I love this nail polish color. I don't want Santa to have to go to Walgreens to exchange it. Okay, here we go. Have you ever thought that maybe you're enabling her? Oh, my God. It sucks when the mirror turns on you. (laughs) Doesn't it? I'm getting a lot of mixed signals here. You're enabling then. If you don't like it, say... I said I don't not like it. I said I don't have an issue with it. I was just asking because I was talking to people about their Christmases and some of them said that, yes, their parents do the same thing. And some of them were like, no, when I found out that Santa wasn't Santa, they gave up the jig. I think, I think that you're a little too concerned with what other families are doing during the holiday season. I'm and intrigued. You, you need to appreciate that you have a mother that says, hey, if that doesn't fit, Santa can exchange that for a different size. Instead of saying, hey, shut up. I Santa, it's not saying it's you. You got. I seen the receipts on you. Why do you have to do that? You now you're villainizing nice me. Well, you villainized my mother. Trace, you're a queen, and we know this. Well, so you... I'll say it. Hanukkah, you deserve better decorations. Wow. You have a great color palette, and I wish that you got Blue you got white. lights. It's a winter wonderland. Why don't you have like decorated? lawn ornaments and lights outside your house i don't know i want better for you that's nice i think that there's a market for a blow-up dreidel oh a menorah yeah i don't see what's so cool about just christmas decorations being blown up and put on a lawn and i'm so tired of seeing mickey and minnie in someone's yard with a santa hat what does that have to do with christmas yeah that'd be like having a blow-up harry potter like, Just because he says, yeah. Happy Christmas, Ron, in one scene, does not give ABC Family the right. Now you're talking facts. Now we're talking truth. That's all you wanted. To, you really wanted to get off your Santa take. You really wanted to get off that you think that Jewish people deserve better on the holidays, decoration-wise. Is there anything burning that you need to get off? Uh, Bill Clinton is nasty, and in 2019, you're all going to find out. Wow.
send it out to my Northeastern. 